Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. Yeah, I'm wearing a, a jersey. I'm wearing a shirt. I'm wearing a long sleeve polo. And I've been told I look old trying to look young. <laughs> young trying to look old. Either way, it's not good. Also been told I look like Harry Hill. Which is not really what you want coming up to Christmas in a pandemic. You don't want to go into a pandemic knowing that you look like a childhood Harry Hill. That's not what you want. And I don't... You know, I like the top that I'm wearing. And also, we're doing this before I actually record the interview episode. And part of me is thinking, do I go and change? But then another part of me is like, no, stay true to who you are. Love is love. Legalised gay marriage. Um, my guest this week is Paddy McDonald. He's back, back once again for the Renegade Master. Last episode with Paddy broke the internet on a Northern Ireland scale. You know, he's back. I'm going to be asking him to tell me some stories and then I'm just going to put my hands under my chin and just enjoy listening to Uncle Paddy and his mad stories. But before we go on, let me plug two things. Number one is Patreon. So what we do... For a way to people to support this podcast and for us to do things like get this sweet background, buy some equipment for the studio and that sort of thing, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tea With Me Podcast. The link is in the description of this episode. We put out a bonus episode every week. So at the minute we do two episodes. In 2020 we did two episodes a week uh, and one short bonus one. From just after Christmas, from January, what we're going to be doing is one public episode, one full-length one, and then on Patreon, you'll get the other episode every week, so it'll be about an hour long. And we're going to do mini-series on Patreon, and we're going to have exclusive gig news and all that kind of stuff, so you can pay whatever you want, a couple of quid, tenner, twenty, three, six Gs, whatever you want, and you really do support the podcast and allow us to... Uh, to just put cool stuff out there. So that's patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. Also, my stand-up special from the waterfront last year is uh, is is on there as well in its entirety. Also, I got to uh, plug our sponsor, uh, which is supportlocalni.com, one of our one of our very, very sound sponsors. Um, Support Local NI, it's a free-to-use website and it lets you support local. You know, and I know it's a couple of days till Christmas. If you're still thinking of presents, ideas, that kind of thing, you go on there and it's essentially like an Amazon for local businesses. And this is a time when you really got to do your bit, if you can, to support local. And the sort of independent businesses that uh, that are really finding it tough. So if that sounds like your kind of thing and you want to help local businesses, get some great gift ideas, support localni.com. Of course, it's also in the description. Um, it, started by, it was started by Matt Stevenson from Hollywood, so you know, it's, it, you know it's going to be good when it's from a fellow Hollywood... 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 Hollywoodonian. Um, you know, they've been used by thousands of people in Northern Ireland to find the perfect Christmas present and support local businesses at this time. So it's supportlocalni.com. And uh, yeah, Matt's doing some great work with that. It's a great idea, and we uh, we absolutely love to see it. Let's get into this episode. This is our um, this is going to be our last episode before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of, yeah. You know, if it's not, what's okay? Oh, COVID. You know what I mean? Like, it's the worst year of all time. So if I got that wrong, I'm so bloody sorry. But you know what I mean? There's worse things going on in the world than me saying something wrong. 
So this is my episode with Paddy McDonald, the second time Paddy's been on. Absolutely buzzing to have him here. Loads of people uh, have been checking Paddy out um, based on some sublime stories he told. If you hadn't already heard of Paddy before, and a lot of people have, you've been to see him live, um, check him out after this. Watch some of his stand-up, go like his Facebook page, do all that sort of thing. Love having him here. This is the Tea With Me episode. Also, by the way, happy Christmas. This is the Tea With Me episode with my friend, Paddy McDonald. This is the second time you've been on a couple of weeks by huge demand. Right. Because I think I think we sort of broke the internet in a Northern Ireland way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not worldwide. Well... Definitely. Well... Australia people were watching it. Um, and who else was watching it? Glaswegians. Loads of Glaswegians. Everybody I know said their WhatsApp group. Yeah. They said, ev- they said if they're in five WhatsApp groups, they said every WhatsApp group had one of those stories in it. Yeah. And one of those videos has like quarter of a million views. It's it's scary. But it was also mad because people were sending it to me and going, here, this is you. And I'm going, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I've done it. You know, people that maybe didn't know that I even done comedy, maybe haven't seen me in a couple of years, worked with me years ago, right. something like that. And they were like sending me messages going, this is you. Like, <laughs> shocked. I mean, I saw, I think, when someone tagged you in it and then the guy... With the night vision goggles, the guy we were talking about in the video, uh-huh. who just brought two pairs of trunks and a pair of night vision goggles <laughs> in your stag do, did he like give like the finger in the comments? Just one finger. What did he? Did, 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 have you spoke to him any outside of that? No, he hasn't spoke to me. He's just stalked my house. He's sitting there saying it every night. <laughs> sort of just scoping the place. Out. <laughs> He's followed me a few times to work, you know. So many people have said to me, uh, They'd be like, oh, I love that clip with the guy scoping the place out. Keep using that phrase, scope it. Because that phrase, scoping the place out, what does it mean? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> he said it, but he seemed to know what he was doing. Um, it was after that podcast I realised, I was like, look, I, I'd say there's there's about a thousand more stories that that, mean, that you've told me that we could that we could get into there's stuff I want to ask you about. There's a video I want you to talk me through as well. But before we get through all that, um, let's talk a little bit about stand-up. So we did some socially distant stand-up uh-huh. in the Bay Tree Cafe, called it the Comedy Shore, streamed that out, did it just in front of the comedians. How did you find that experience? It was weird. It was, uh, mm-hmm. it was the most nervous I've ever been, I think, doing comedy. Was it? I found it better than I thought it was going to be. And I was able to get a, a bit of a buzz off it. Yes, I enjoyed it. There was no doubt about it. But I was nervous because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's because it was in front of comedian friends and you're going to yourself, am I even funny? Plus you can only see their eyes. Yeah. So like if you see the eyes narrowing a wee bit, you're going, he's he's always yeah. hitting me. Genuinely could too because I didn't read anything until I sort of got there and then thought about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was good. I'm glad I'd done it. And I wish I had it done the next week, but I couldn't make it. But Is it funny that like, you know, we did those put those podcast clips out that podcast just absolutely flew and like if it was normal times you could just go on like I feel like you could just go on an international tour yeah. but you can't go do gigs now can I do that so it's sort of going to fizzle out in a couple of weeks <laughs> the worst time to do it um, right there's loads I want, there's loads I want to ask you about but then once we finished the podcast we were chatting on WhatsApp and you said remind me to tell you 
the magic mushroom story. <laughs> now, you've never told me the magic mushroom story. So oh, you haven't heard it? No, and that's why I'm buzzing about it because, something, you know, you might tell stories at stand-up and you meet new comedians and you tell them a story. So the stories you've heard from me a load of times, the story I've heard from you a load of times, I don't know what the magic mushroom story is, but I'm certainly keen to find out. Right, but the background of it is... There, no way you asked me before is there anything that people's asked you not to do yeah this is the one oh shit the five says do not do us a stand up and I only ever told it once which was Colin's storytelling it mm-hmm. and it was like the place was in wrinkles and I was like I'm not meant to do this but this isn't stand up and this is sort of the same so yeah like, it's, it's sort of it's, it's not stand up it's podcast <laughs> we're just talking I'm not matching it as name do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it makes it all good. But what happened was we, we were in school, secondary school, made a man, obviously give his name away. And uh, What's called, the second name? I'm not telling you that. But uh, he'll know anyway. But uh, we all decided to go and pick magic mushrooms and go on the beak from school. Do you know what the beak is? Oh, yeah. Do you just have the beak in the house? Yeah. He's not called the Mitch or something. No, something no, we call we call it a a, a sanctioned uh, a sanctioned absence uh, <laughs> signed <laughs> off by the principal. So I you got a note from my mommy to go so, to the beak. So, so you can go to a polo tournament. <laughs> but uh, the, the we knew that the magic mushrooms grew up in the golf course that certain type of year. So what we got what were greenkeepers spraying on golf courses because everybody just went to a golf course to either play golf or get magic mushrooms. I don't know. I don't know, we used to give them a fiver to get on. <laughs> and not play golf. That was the magic mushrooms. Used How to say you can have a round of golf too if you want. How is that not suspicious? <laughs> you saw Dan around the golf course for no With curly specs. <laughs> In our uniforms, kickers and black trousers. <laughs> uh, but uh, we all gathered up and we got bags and stuff. And way we went up the golf course and we got mountains, right? We got there before everybody else. We got loads and says, look, my ma's house is the closest nobody's going to be in. We'll head up there and we'll boil this up, do whatever we're doing. So he got out. His ma had nine kids and he had no dad, right? So the ma just made stew and soups. That was it. But did this big, massive pot, just one big, massive pot. And he was like, well, just do it in one go. Just do it in the pot. And I was like, right. So we've everything in the pot, cooked it all up, got all the juices we want. And he says, now clean that out and make sure you clean it out. And I was like, right. Responsible drug dealer. I was 12 or something, 13 in me. I know sweat. I did the back of my leg in the grass, wiped the stuff out of it and set it back in the cupboard. Right? So a week passed in school anyway and uh, hadn't been in from like the third day after we'd done this. And I was going, I wonder where he is. Why is he not coming in? No mobiles or nothing, no Facebook yet. And he came in on the Monday morning and he just run at me. And he was like, I need to speak to you right now. And I was like, what's the matter? And what, did you say you're 12? We're, we're 12 or 13, something like that. We are young, can't remember what age. But uh, he came running at me and I was like, what's the matter, what's the matter? He says, I'm going to kill you. And I says, what? He says, you didn't wash out the pot. And I says, I did. And he went, no, you didn't. Because I'll tell you why. He says, I came home from school the other night. My man missed you. <laughs> We all sit there and have our stews, and then these standards come on, and that's when all shit broke. <laughs> it's like, why? What happened? And he says, Well, first of all, the baby started fucking going ballistic. <laughs> and then my mom was going, I can't take this, I can't take this. You're Stephen, Stephen, stop going in and out of the wall. And Stephen's going, I'm not going in and out of the wall, but I'll tell you what, the fucking lights are flicking right. And then they had the whole house. And then he says, Phil Mitchell kept coming out to the TV and him and going, Your family's wankers. <laughs> Right? And at that stage he went, fuck, we're all fucking high. 
Yeah, fucking magic mushrooms, right? It's all like fucking nuts. So my was phoning the bell dad. Everything's happening weird. So everybody came out. The man had to go to bell dad with the baby. The doctor then says somebody spiked it. Next man, social workers got involved. They came out to the house. And then they thought it was this strange dad had spiked them. So paranoia kicked in after about two days. <laughs> and then they were all suspecting so It just went mad. Because you didn't clean the pot. Because I didn't clean the pot. So the whole family, all nine of them, were sitting watching these standards absolutely off their head and asked magic mushrooms. <laughs> and <laughs> says it was nuts. So he was like, never ever do the story. Like, never ever tell the story of what happened there because my ma, you know, he's never told her. So he didn't want it to get out. She'll say this like I don't know. Maybe she will. Maybe she's in a WhatsApp group for people <laughs> survivors of magic version traumas. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Like when you were when would you have were you did you do drugs much when you were young? Once I got slightly older, like when I was when we got till I remember we were about fifteen, sixteen. We started going to like the Ulster Halls, concerts and stuff like that. And that's when you sort of done it. And it was dead strange because everybody's going like, you know, about what bones from Shank. Oh, no, no. Because everybody does drugs. Like, we're all mates. Yeah, like, like know, during the Troubles and oh, all, like, like the one know, thing we have in common is... That's the music, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pop it out the car. As soon as no limits ends, like, you just oh. beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> and I remember, I remember then, you know, that sort of scene, I would have done it because I, I was quiet up until I was about 12 and then... <laughs> Then it all changed. I wanted to be a priest until I was about 12 and then I don't know what happened. I love most people would say, like, Tall went to uni. <laughs> I was kept well behaved off the drugs and off the drugs and drink till I was 12, 13. And I knew it was running about with the wrong people whenever we were in, like, a wee youth club and they were getting us to fill out, um, like, application forms for shorts and FD Wilsons. And there was a spot on it. One of the fellas was with us says, uh, he's actually dead now, God rest him. But he, he says to your mum, what's this bit mean here? And your mum was like, what's this saying? He says, if you've any added information or something about yourself and you would just like the added on in case we might like it. And he was like, you know, like if you've done things in school, you know, like a Duke of Edinburgh award or you've done this, you've done that. And he was like, I didn't do that. And he was like, well, just good qualities about yourself. And he was like, all right. And your man wrote something down and put the form out. And the guy in the place says to me, Polly, look what he wrote. And I looked at it. It says, I wasn't too good at school, but I'm all right now. <laughs> I sort of knew then that maybe have to change who I'm running the book. <laughs> oh, man. Um, one thing uh, as well, one thing I want to ask you about is living in the States. Mm-hmm. How long do you live in the States for? Well, from 2000, probably on and off for three years. Three and a half years. And did you, what you, what you weren't gig, obviously you weren't gigging out there? You, what, what, I wasn't legit, no. Is that what you... Yeah. <laughs> no, I was over... Andrew sort of grew up there, you know, and her family were still there and stuff, so we were going back and forward to it. And uh, when we were out there, obviously you were doing... Just doing work. I didn't do stand-up or anything like that. Yeah, I went yeah. to see it, but I never... I never done it when I was out there, just working. Well, how come you never stayed there? Because it was illegal. <laughs> well, fair. After September 11th, it was just... Everything changed. Uh, where where so in America do you live? New Jersey. And and just did what did anything other than ends? Uh, mostly carny stuff like. Was that like bushels and all, you know, like get two balls in a bucket, you want a big teddy bear and all that. Is that the photo of you? Yeah. Which by the way, if you ever bring out an album, that's a cover. Where you have like is it the Ireland top aircom on? Mm-hmm. Was that that one? Which yeah. is one of the best football tops ever. Two hoop earrings. 
big and gold chain. hair and stuff. Uh, yeah, that was a cracking photo. It's uh, it was actually we were in the states and there was a girl says, "Oh, my mom really wants to meet a real Irish person." All right, no way they get on. She wants to meet a real Irish person. Uh, can I bring her down to meet you? And I was like, "Yeah, my head." I come and brought them to meet you. What? I come and brought them to meet you. I don't know. She was just like, I want to meet a real Irish person. And she met me, you know, and I went, oh, I bring her down. Oh, no Genuinely, you know what I was going to do there? I was going to, as a joke, be like, why would they meet you though? You're from Northern Ireland. And then I realised the amount of people that like were sharing your videos and stuff. I was having a look at some of the profile pictures. And then I decided to not go down that avenue with that. <laughs> you mean the North Stockley Pouch yeah. experience? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Um, yeah, so she brought her mad to meet me, like three days later or something, I'm standing there and she's like, Mom, this is, pa he's called Patty, like Patrick, you know, and her mummy just looked at me and started crying, and I was going, fuck, you crying for it, what's your issue, and she's like, oh my God, I'm, oh my God, I was like, what's wrong, and she was like, what are they going to think of us, and who, who, who here's just the Irish people, and I says, why, and she went, you've got all these like earrings and eyebrow done and stuff in Ireland what are they going to think when you go back and they see what we've done to you and I went I got that on Belfast <laughs> <laughs> and she was like what I was like yeah and she seriously thought we lived in wee cottages and fuck I'm not yeah. personal do you know yeah, what I mean yeah 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 um, see when you talk about like you know the mushroom things at like, at like 12, 13 and that kind of thing what is is that what's the wildest thing that you can tell on the podcast that you ever did while drunk? While drunk? Yeah, or or under the influence of anything. That you can that you can tell me about. Probably the wildest thing you ever done was we're at a party in Baltimore in Newton Abbey. And there was a guy driving a red Belmont and he says, I bet you for a lift home, you wouldn't hold on to the boot of my car and go up my motorway. And I did it. What do you mean, hold on to the boot? So he had like a boot on his Belmont that sat out right. the outside of the car. I put my hands in there, put my foot in his tow bar, and went up the motorway on the back of his car. <laughs> and then he had to give you a lift on? Which actually, I done a podcast on Friday with ones in Glasgow, and one of them says to me, I heard this story, and I said, was it you? And I says, yeah. And that's how I remembered it, I done it. And I was full, and I look back now, and I go, I can't believe I have kids. <laughs> and I'm still here. Do you know what I mean? It's just... And I didn't think anything of it like back then, but I look at it now. If I seen somebody, maybe lad does something stupid in school, like talks back to the teacher, I go nuts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I done things like that, and you're going to yourself seriously. Like, how did I even survive? How did but then would, does lockdown not make you like? I don't know. Like I don't really drink, but then again on Saturday there, I went out for a meal and had like four pints with the main course, and I was like, this is as, this is as mental as I have gone. Oh, during mean? lockdown. Yeah. So I'm thinking. After lockdown, are people just going to lose a run of themselves a bit? Go nuts. So do you think the first time you get back on it? That may be it. Yeah. No, well, I had a few pence last night. Like, I didn't do anything too mad, like. Or, do people, like, people expect, like, so back in the day, would it be fair to say, like, you know, you're a bit of a wild man, uh -huh. you know, enjoyed nights out, that kind of, enjoyed trips away, that kind of thing. Is there an expectation now when you go out drinking or, like, meet up with mates from then? I think it sort of stopped. It doesn't. Everybody's married and has kids and yeah. are dead. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's not the same. Maybe up until about two thousand and five, two thousand and six, we were all still going away. But I remember the last trip we went away. We went out the first night and went completely mental. 
And the next day, everybody woke up and sort of looked at each other, and people were going, do you want a drink? Oh, we'll go and get a drink. And then somebody says, hey, wouldn't mind a wee bit of lunch and a couple of bats and a cup of tea? And everybody went, yeah. And I went, this is the last time we'd be away as a boys' holiday, like, because it's just getting the stage now. We're not the yeah. way we were. You, you, never, right, you don't drink at shows, do you? Very, very rarely. At the start, all I did was drink. Then Andrew wouldn't drive me anymore. You start thinking you're a lot better at stand-up than you are when you've when had a couple drunk. of drinks because yeah. you get that bravado and that confidence. I think at the start, I was doing it drunk all the time and people were going screwed, but I remember doing it one night sober and I think it was the first time. And I think it may have been Graham Watson or George Quinn, I can't remember. One of the two of them says to me, you need to do that sober from now on. Yeah. It's a lot clearer, it's a lot more. Boof. Have you done stand-up fully, fully drunk before? Mm-hmm. I've only done it once. How'd it go for you? Piss myself. With laughter or you're No, in? on stage, let, literally piss, piss myself. Where was and it? And nobody knows, on the barge. Belfast barge? Uh-huh. In front of the BBC executives. Radio 4 guy was in. The comedy unit done a thing. <laughs> they got us all together and we wrote this show for the radio. And they were like, you're the man to introduce tonight, do a bit of stand-up, bring the actors on, do the sketches, bump. So like a big deal? Like, like sort of. Yeah. And I was, and they were like, bring a drink with you, you're allowed to bring a carry on the, the boat. So I brought like 12 Carlsberg and I was sitting at the front and I'm just drinking and drinking and drinking, just watching it, enjoying it. And yeah. then I was like, I need to go to the toilet. And it was coming till the end of the night and the guy that was running was like, Paddy, you can't go nowhere. I was glad to be just sit down, you can't go anywhere. No, I need to go to the toilet. It was like, no, you're coming back on two seconds. And I'm back on stage and it just. It just went and I just started laughing and the crowd was just laughing and I laughed the whole way through me patient. And then <laughs> <laughs> I stopped and they were still laughing and then I done a bit and I went, you have no idea what I'm laughing at and they all laughed and then I walked off and the only person that knew that night I'd done that was me and the sound guy because he went, what's the big fucking puddle here? <laughs> but I was wearing big boots right. and they were filled. When I got home, they were filled, completely filled with peace and nobody knew that night and I went, if people don't know you're doing that on stage, like, oh yeah, what else has happened to people that yeah. they're not admitting? People, I'm glad people wouldn't admit that. There's nothing I've heard Have like that. Never pissed yourself on stage. Never pissed myself on stage. I've remember last time you were on, we talked about Molly's Parlor, the gig in Lisburn. Yeah. I used to MC it, and um, there was a time where because it's weird, like when you're on, if you haven't been drinking, when you're on stage, you never need to burp, you never need to sneeze, you don't need to piss. It's just a weird thing. Obviously, if you're drinking, it's different. But I was doing that Molly's Parlour gig and needed the piss, but I just started my MCing. So I just took the microphone with me. A really the long lead and like closed the door, locked it, but still had the mic. So I was just talking the whole way through it. And there was like posters of uh, like last month's lineup and I was like roasting people on that and and then just pissing away. And that, so that's close to I'd never pissed myself on stage. So But like, yeah, I mean I've I've nearly been sick on stage once. That was it. And I just wrapped it up quick and got off. What, the sick? What? You wrapped the sick up? Yeah, just very, <laughs> a wee very politely did it, yeah. But like, no, I've never had any complete horror. I don't, no, I don't think so. I think the, wor- the worst one I've ever seen is Butler falling off stage in Uri. You seen that? Yeah. Class. That, that is one of the... I'm glad the he didn't hurt himself, but he was like that close from going out that glass. He said, or he could have broken his neck. He said he easily could have broken his did neck. Did you not do the one on Lurgan? I had the glass stuck on my back. No. Never hear about that. No. Sean Haggerty booked us for a gig in, in Lurgan mm-hmm. and Andre took everybody to the zoo that day and I came home from work, no key to get in the house and I was like, what am I going to do? I phoned her and she went, I'm in the zoo, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I have to get ready and get up to Lurgan. And she's like, 
out the back ladder, tried to get in the bathroom window and we had the dogs at the time. One of the dogs knocked the ladder when I was cl- climbing in the window and my back went through the double pane, right? Oh. So the first pane broke but the second one didn't. But I was then jammed in between the pane of glass and the opening to get in. So the only way I could do was go left or right. So I went left or right and the glass stuck into my back. So I went into the shower and washed myself and I thought I got it all out. Didn't realise it was that bad. Went till the gig and arrived and Sean says, well, what about you? And touched my back and looked at his hand. It was covered in blood and he went, what happened to you? And I says, oh, I went through the window. And he went, you what? And I went, I went through the window. And he was like, and you're here? And I was like, I don't like letting people down for gigs. You know what I mean? And he was like, seriously, still want to go on? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, right. And I went on and done it. And he was like, no, seriously, you need to go. It's bad. And I was like, how bad is it? And the barman says, do you want me to pull this out? And he pulled the whack of glass and it was probably like four or five inches wide and long. <laughs> and he went, actually, that's made it worse. So the sort of bandaged my back up and I went and got 14 stitches in my back. If I sneeze twice in a row, I won't go on stage for a month. Sean, I'm surprised Sean hadn't told you that one because he told a couple of people that. Like. Sean always tried to do a club somewhere in Lurgan to the point where I remember doing the bowling lanes right. and going, this is probably where we're knocking the head. Yeah. Well, you've tried all the bars in Lurgan. I think it done the one with Mickey and the the dissident Are Republicans came in and says they were going to shoot Mickey in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like going out like Elvis. And I was like, really? <laughs> Mickey's a better man. And he went, oh, I'm letting you know, your stuff is all right, but no, he's definitely getting shot. <laughs> I was like, this place is nuts. Have you, have you, have you ever been like uh, threatened for stuff said at a show? Or Castle like, Wilm. What happened there? The guy started slobbering in Castle Wilm. It was the day of the cup final. And your guy, do you know Brenton Farley that does all the voices? Like does Brenton Rogers yes, and Steve yes, yes, Gerrard? Yeah, yeah. Darren, Darren Farley. Darren Farley, yeah. Aye. I don't know, it's his cheaper brother. Really. <laughs> his dad. <laughs> his Shit an impression. but he just has his own name. No, but he was on and it was a cup final day and genuinely when he was on, there was a guy thought that he was actually Rafa Benitez. <laughs> Like genuinely, like was telling people, shush, I'm asking here, seriously. And I was like, at half time in Istanbul, what did you say to the lads? Like, what did you say to them, Rafa? Come on, tell me. Yeah, and yeah. I was going, this guy really thinks yeah. that's Rafa Benitez. Like, convinced of it. Yeah. So when I went on, obviously I said to him, you do know that's not Rafa Benitez. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you think I'm fucking stupid? And I went, yeah, and he fucking flipped his lid like, and was going to rack a place. And anything said after, or it was fine? No, he went home. He was told. <laughs> he went home by, I told by him. the Ulster Hall. No, well, I told No, I didn't. I, I just says, tell him, if you think the microphone is the thing, I'm not, like, if you come up here, you will get planted, like. That's just it. But it was, um, he genuinely wanted to have a go, like, it was a full-scale Berchers novel coming in and going, I was going, I can't do anything if he's going to come on stage, like it's going to be a thing. Because that's the thing, like, like Butler nearly falling off stage or having a fight. Once you do something outside of stand up on stage, you can never go back to the mic and start having a laugh. Like, no, it'll take over no, the night. No, it's done. Um, speaking of like fights and threats and stuff like that, during lockdown, it took a lot at the start, I think, to, to really like lift my spirits. And it took a lot for, took a lot for people to laugh. You know, and um, I was just scrolling through Facebook one day and 
saw a video because there was a lot of videos doing the rounds in a fight so because tensions were high obviously and I saw a video and it was like oh security guard fight at Spar in Springfield Road and and I was watching it and there's a security guard there high vis and a pair of sweatpants and he was just like beating up a guy outside Spar um but also his his sweatpants were like falling down a wee bit mm-hmm. um and the more I looked at it the more I was like. I know, I know that hole anywhere. Oh, you recognised it? I recognised the hole before the face. And uh, I was like, no. And I sent the video to you and I said, is this? And you went, yeah. Um, so you essentially were the star, uh, the unwitting star of lockdown a wee bit and got into a full-scale brawl outside of Sparring Springfield Road. When that happened, mm-hmm. did you, when did you know the people had started to like talk about it, share the video... All that kind of thing? Well, straight away. Because literally 20 minutes after it happened, I had a message from somebody in America, like saying, are you all right? And I was like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, you can't get here, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. they were like, this is everywhere. I've just got sent this. And I was like, well, it's hit America already. But I think what happened was, it was mental two days. It wasn't even just... The night before, I dropped, was dropping my van off to a friend of mine. He wanted to land in the van. And I, he's living in Ballamurphy. And I says, right, I'll throw the van down here. And I left the house, went down, and pulled in Ballamurphy, got out of the van and got hit over here by a baseball bat, right? So this is the part that people don't even know that happened, right? So I got hit by a baseball bat the night before. Mistaken identity. They were looking somebody in a van. Just walked out of the van. I opened the door of the van, got hit around the back of the head with a baseball bat, right? So my friend then came out of the house and there was a full-scale madness in Ballamurphy. Wasn't recorded. Nobody had anything. It would have helped my cause if they did, but it was one of them once, nothing. was like, nobody heard of it. But our night in the house was nuts, and Andrew was like, are you serious? The cops are here. They're taking photographs of your head. What happened? You have to tell me there's more to this. And I was like, no, honestly, this is what happened. Do you know what I mean? So the next day, going into Safeways, mm-hmm. sees the, I was standing at the front door. I was talking to somebody in the, in the Safeways. And somebody, this is like the next day. So Andrew's still not talking to me because of what happened. Because you got hit over the head with the big Yeah, one. because he was like, are you go again? Going, you're saying you're just lending somebody a van. And then there's this big dramatic story. Like, it's just, it's always you. It's not like, you go look at this and I'm going, I literally don't. <laughs> literally don't. Like, and she was like, there's more to you. So, you know, just hoping did someone you do you something this valley years ago? Because we couldn't go out when we were younger. It was one of the months when she used to say to me, yeah, my friends and all, but I want to go out for Valentine's night. And I was like, where are we going? She was like, just done West Belfast. And I was like, yeah, it's not a good idea. Like, well, because you're going to run into someone. Somebody. You don't, yeah. And the things you don't even know. We were out for Valentine's night with all her friends from work and <laughs> literally walked in this place. I had had a meal, went into this one bar, stand at the bar, the girls went to the toilets, turned around, fell, turned around the bar, dropped his two pints and threw his head into me. Do you know? Yeah. Like he's like you fucking you ruined stole, my family's shoes fifteen years ago. You stole a reflector <laughs> off my back in nineteen eighty nine, you know, or you stole two of my panini stickers, you know, it was something ridiculous like it was. Even the bouncers <laughs> went, mate, are you serious? You know, and and I went, I haven't lifted my hand and I was going, I knew you were going to do it. I went, I and the bouncer's going, he literally didn't do anything. He didn't he didn't literally just went to the bar and your man just threw the head in him and I'm just going, I don't believe you and I was like, seriously, and why is everybody lie for you? Everybody lies for you, you know? <laughs> so this happened the night before, and I go to the safe place the next day, and there was a wee kid screaming at the front door. That's all I remember. And I turned around to look, and her mum was like, oh my God! And I looked next minute, I seen the butcher coming down, West Guy, and he's throwing himself about 
And I'm like, <gasps> so I jumped in. And I was like, come on. And at the start, he knew who I was. Because right. he says, Polly, Polly, and he asked me, listen, just go home. Just go home and leave it. And then all of a sudden, he turned around and he was like, you stole my bag. <laughs> Where's my bag? And I was going, what are you talking about? You took my bag. My bag was here. And I had 20 quid. And I don't have 20 quid. Where's my 20 quid and my bag? And I was like, you're nuts. Just, and then at that stage, I knew he was off his head and something and mm -hmm. I went listen there's no deal in this and I just tried to get him away but I remember it just got the stage where he started to turn to me and I looked and there was 10 people recording yeah and I that's went, people's first that's pe nowadays that's people's first instinct and I was like Jesus Christ you know literally now I'm not even joking I was going she's going to see us yeah I am already in trouble from Bella Murphy last night like this is going to be even worse you know how do you get out of this one and it just got worse and worse and I was like what have I to do? So when I get into the whole tussle with him, and I remember I had him in the headlock, and his eyes were rolling, and a wee woman was squealing, "You're killing him!" And I went, "This is being recorded." Yeah, yeah. So I let him go, and then he just kept going, kept going, and I was like, and then the phone just didn't stop, and I was just sitting and see if we supposed to put the shutter down until the cops came, and uh, I was just sitting there going, "This is," and my phone just went mental. I said, shoes, yes, shoes, yes, shoes, yes, shoes, yes, shoes, yes, shoes. And then I went, I have to ring her, you know. Can I ask one question about it? Go ahead. Were you not wearing boxers that day? I think I was wearing a thong. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you basically, like, you had to just keep going out and, like, you know, doing a move and putting them down. But And then you'd, like, head back in. And he's like, no, let's go again. And you were you were always, like, folding them up in a different way and, like, like, origami, like human origami. <laughs> And just like like making him a swan and then leaving. I was literally the just trying because it was going. This fella's just in a bad way. Yeah. Well, he actually was stealing. He was out partying, and apparently his missus rang him from what I've been told now, and says you haven't been home in two days, and I need to make spaghetti bolognese, and I have no money. And he went in and ordered a thing of minced meat, and put it down his trunks. And that's when they went. You can't do that. Right. And then that all kicked off. Yeah. You see the manager in the Weedabix. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to start plugging it, be like, which was on offer for two quid. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, it was 30% extra free. But uh, but is that a thing where like something like that happens and like, you know, the West being a, a place where kind of everybody knows everybody, is that a place where like everyone is, is finding out who is that? Everybody wanting to know, like, what's the story here and that kind of thing, which probably, like, you could well, do Well, years ago, things like this happened. Like, I can only tell you that bit about the car. If that yeah. happened now, hanging from the boot, yeah. I'd probably get a thing for motion spray and Fleetwood Mac or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It'd be all over the yeah, place, yeah, but yeah. you can only go on the stories of people. But now, it's videoed, and yeah. most of the time, you don't need that. You, you just watch it, and you, so you don't just hear the story. You see what happens. But it it was like people knew who who I was, and were just like that's such and such. Yeah. I tried to play it down, genuinely did, because I felt sorry for the fella. I really and, did. And, and there is something like even as like your friend and like somebody watching that going, that must have been like a horrible situation. Like I I even said yeah, like I got the laptop out. I was like maybe we'll watch it together. But like as much as you can laugh about it, it probably isn't like a funny thing. Well, not for him. Yeah, or you though. I, to be honest, I was alright. Like I put a post up at night. It's not. It's nothing that I haven't. I mean, I got my finger bit off in the door. It's I've been smashed with baseball bats. It's not. Yeah, nightly. You know? It's not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, and the funny thing about it was the cop that came out. 
was the cop that had been out the night before. And he was sort of looking at me and he was going, I think we need to get you a cape. You know? <laughs> it's funny how you're always here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the same of the day. It's never your fault. But uh, no, it's it, no, it's not nice, but I think it's one of them things I grew up in. It's, no, it's not a big yeah, deal yeah, to be yeah. in scripts. It's not nice for my kids. I think yeah, I tried yeah, to yeah. keep it from the kids because I don't want my wee lad to think that that's yeah. okay and I wouldn't want them to be in that situation. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that, that's why I played it down a bit. I didn't really play on it because of that. Yeah, because you could have done like a director's commentary on it and just plugged shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Had Keith Cruz setting me up. Yeah, or we could... <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about, if you would tell the story, if you please, about them. Um, I was chatting to Kieran Bartlett after we did our podcast and Kieran was like, I was a brilliant podcast, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought you were going to ask him about the MOT Centre. Oh, do you not know about that either? No. <laughs> And he told me a little bit of it, but the way he told it surely can't have happened the way it did. Right, okay. I, I, I sort of want to hear what he said. He he said you were doing a show, uh, like a, a pant, panto type thing, play, play yeah. and um, you you arrived like a wee bit late and you were a bit stressed out, and uh, then you went home straight after it, and then the next day like didn't show up. or Essentially, he said... You got arrested for trying to steal your own car. Yeah. What happened was we were doing the play and we were sort of... I had the MO tape, so I brought it over and because we had to do the play, I phoned my mate and I says, can you go and MOT this? I've left it in the car park in the MOT centre. Put it through MOT. I'll pick it up tomorrow. And he was like, no problem. I says, now, whatever you do, make sure you lock the car because I have all my tools in the boot. I've this and that And he was like, right, okay. So go and do the play get a text message from a mate, I've done that for you, I says, brilliant, and he says, I'm going to be serious with you, I've left the keys in the ignition, in the car, and I was like, are you joking? And he was like, no, and I was like, well, can you go over and get it? And he says, it's closed, and I says, well, it's only a wee reel and jump over it, and I was like, I'm not doing that, and I was like, fuck, so, phoned Andrew, I says, you may come down and get me once a play stopped here, we were all having a drink, because it was the last night, right. she came down and got me, run me over to the MOT centre, I jumped over the top, was over the car, and the next minute, like, easy 50 cops came from everywhere, pinned me down, arrested me, took me to Musgrove Street, and I'm trying to say to them, that's my car, and they were going, yeah, right. But what I didn't know was that the police actually have, like, a centre with a fixed cars right next to that. Uh... So it's not just a case that I was bringing in until the MOT centre. It was like, you were right beside a police maintenance area. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, what's this guy up to? And then I told him it was from West Belfast, and they were like, fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was <laughs> talking about interrogating And then I had to try and get the the logbook of the car, I had to get this. And then when I told him that I was just finished doing a play and all, and it was a comedian, <laughs> and it just was like, hold on a wee second. <laughs> I was so doing a pant though. Oh, no, Kieran and all were trying to get me on the phone, couldn't get me on the phone, and... The next day, I had to phone up and apologise to them all. So here's explain. my question. Yeah. If the MOT centre was closed mm-hmm. and you were hopping over a fence to get your car, mm-hmm. how were you going to get it out? I wasn't taking the car. I was locking it. Right. Taking the right, keys. Because right, right, I wouldn't right. have been able to sleep knowing that my car was sitting there with keys in it and all the did you get like? Did you genuinely get arrested for it? Got arrested for it, but then I never got charged with anything. Like, but yeah. This wasn't the night after this bar thing? <laughs> <laughs> it was that afternoon. <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, with 
us not knowing how long before we do shows and that kind of thing, you've booked a show. You're yes. going to do a show. I think you, especially when we are talking about the dagger thing last time, uh-huh. like the tattoo in your dick and that kind of thing, and you were like, oh, it was in the show at the time. People need to see that material now. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Because even I sometimes think, oh, I did this material 10 years ago, but it's a good bit. And really, would anyone come to the show now? I've seen it. Probably not. So are you look, you're, look, you're putting on some shows next year? Yeah, well, the dagger's only been done twice or three times, that show. Um, I will do it again. Do you take your dick out at the end of the show? The last time, you give the audience the, the chance. Meet and greet? No, no, you turn around and you say... <laughs> <laughs> if you just want to just form a wee cue or just put on the big magnifying goggles there when you're coming in. Quick handshake. One at a time. No, you, get, you put it out to a vote and they've never voted to see it. Oh really? Never. Oh well. I know it. it it's Surely, if you you go to an hour long show about a guy talking about a tattoo on his dick, at the end of it, I want to you want to see it. Yeah, the no little tattoo story. or not? I just want but to see it. I, that it's crazy. But what tends to happen is there's an awful lot of couples go to it, and I genuinely think the girls do want to see it and the boys want to see it, but they don't want to agree that they do want to see it together. And I it just and can I say that is how long would you do that show? Last year, last October. See, that's like. You know what I mean? People talk about, like, you know, the Me Too movement and that kind of thing. You were forward-thinking before that because you are saying, I'm going to get my dick out, you know, like a Louis C.K. kind of thing, but wait, voting whether you want to see it. Yeah. You're not just surprising them with well, it. You're saying, all... we're going to do a democracy vote yeah. on whether I get my dick out, so we'll which I think screen. is a beautiful thing. No, it is, because you can't just do it. Yeah. So we had a screen at the back and we had a picture of me with an actual animal cocked with the dagger on it and then I had one with the actual thing and right. then it would get fliced up if people picked it but oh I thought you were live showing it no 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 no. I right. had to screen it on the big screen right. <laughs> come on <laughs> you're acting like that's less weird but it's way weirder to be like do you want to see my dick here as a powerpoint presentation <laughs> with the car sound effect as it comes up <laughs> we actually played Chelsea Dagger that's the song that comes on but uh no, uh, did, you, did you commission a full shoot for this? Were you just who filmed this? Were you? I can't even tell you. Do I know them? Yeah. Is it? A, did you do stand up too? No. Oh. Okay. No, no. It was a proper guy that was involved in comedy, but took pictures as well. Like he did, and but he has them now, and it's one of them things where <laughs> I know who it is. You know, <laughs> but he has the pictures now. Could you imagine? It? Even could you imagine if one day you did have money, like, and yeah. you get that wee text message? Yeah. Going, Here. <laughs> Sunday World's offer me three grand fees. What do you want to do? <laughs> Fair play to the Sunday World, though, if they would run it, being like page one, just cock. i tell you what's weird from the last podcast. You told me about Jamie Dornan saying he liked it and yeah. whatever whatever from it. Yeah. Well, he followed me on Instagram Yeah. and he liked one of my pictures. Mm-hmm. I've had 25 messages from girls wanting birthday messages. From Have you got that? Have you had that? Well, people ask him if you... If ask, ask me you to if ask I will ask him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get that kind of, yeah. And I, I say, PayPal me, 15 quid. I'll give what? you his number, email address, address. Why just send them oh. me doing it? Green <laughs> 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 screened onto the Fifty Shades of Grey, you the, the chamber. Maybe it's a big fan of Fifty Shades of Grey and it's you. <laughs> With a birthday Jimmy message written say, on your cock. Listen, I'm doing Shane's podcast from now on. You're not doing it. And see the Fifty Shades. It's going to be a comedy. The next one, they've put you out. Fifty Shades of Grey is uh, the next one's just you with a dagger. Fifty Shades of baseball bats and Balmer. 
<laughs> the uncut version. <laughs> I'm gonna take you into this bar here. Look. Is it uncut? What's that? Like, as in Jewish uncut? Yeah. Are you cut or uncut? I'm uncut. You've seen it. Yeah, that's true. Did you not pay that much attention to it? <laughs> I'm a ball guy, so I was just looking at your balls. Are you cut? No, I'm not cut. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to be cut recently. Oh, you were going to have to Not be cut? in an attack or because, anything. Were you but, patient for me? Or? Yeah, I was telling one line. <laughs> 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 um, no, just like, you know, it just felt like there wasn't enough room. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like my coat was too small, if you know what I mean. Right, okay. Uh, and I can move my elbows if you get me. Not that I have el- elbows on them, but um, yeah, I just thought maybe. But it works. Yeah, yeah. Proved that now. Yeah, I, I had to cut a hole in the base of it, so piss <laughs> out of that now. <laughs> um, I can't. Even, oh yeah, hold on. Oh yeah. So the last podcast did that. You're gonna do a show, and that's a show you've done material from it before. You were gonna M- do it. Maybe one bit. Yeah, this show was yeah, meant to yeah, happen. Yeah, yes, but. I t- did I talk about this last time? My, my wee lad, he, he wanted, he was sported Man City. I'm big Celtic fans, people know. And uh, I says, tell him, if Celtic ever meet Man City, I'll take you to both matches. <sighs> he was like, right, okay, dead on. So we got them in the Champions League. And the home match was on the night that I was mad to do this show in the black box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For belly loss. So mm-hmm. I just phoned him up and I went, listen, you're going to lose half of my ticket sales here because nobody's going to go if that's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, but we've already printed the programme. And I was like, yeah, not much you can do about it. Yeah. And uh, we cancelled it. So I brought him to home and away of the end matches. So I was meant to do it the last time. He supports Celtic now, God help him. Um, but yeah, so this show was meant to be out before and it never did. But it's all my stories from working. Yeah. So, which which I, I think I remember when you had the idea for the show... There was a night in libraries where you just, you know, ran a couple of stories from it, tried a few stories, and it was great. Like, really, really Well, cool. I think that works best for me. I think the stories is working yeah, best, yeah, so yeah. I think it's just going to have to be going out there and get them stories. So this could be stories, mostly from construction, mostly from being a joiner, but there is stuff that's in there that from different things. Because, like, building sites, I would imagine, I mean, like, I'm, you look at my hands and face. Like, if, I sh- if, if you were working on a site and I showed up to do labour for you, you'd send me home, like... I don't know. I'd have you shoot. Yeah. Oh, uh, not in the side though. No, not in the side. <laughs> I do like the talk shop or something. Yeah, I, we would send you for tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd and be I, the good wee lad. Yeah, go, I'd put on a spread because someone you go, uh, you know, get us a few buns or whatever. It'd be I would put on a nice wee spread of different things for you. I'd find out. Do you have any specific requirements? No one's ever been asked in the building side. Have you any specific? Do you have a gluten intolerance? No. Uh, dairy intolerance. Most most of the ones I had an apprentice one time that thought that moon was actually made from cheese. Like, thought it was made from cheese and was like, no, no, it's made from cheese. And I was well, like, like, you watch that Wallace and Gromit film who, and he's who, like, oh, that's factually. Who told you that? And he was like, my dad told me that. That's legit. Like, it's made from cheese. And I was like, right. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> How long did you work in sites for? Oh, long, long time. From um, probably about 18 on and off, mm-hmm. working on sites. And then obviously after the finger, I went on to the taxis and then all the taxi stuff came from that, being a black taxi driver. And then back and forward on the sites. It's it's strange now, because I've been sort of on sites now for a couple of years, and you do stand up, so people know you from yeah, and they're going, 
do you do lavries? Yeah, yeah. I was in lavries, mate. Do you do lavries, did you? And I was like, fuck's sake, ways up, mate. Can I be out here if I'm doing lavries? Your mom just looks like me. Is it you? Is, uh, that's you, isn't it? What do you call you? My name's Steve. Steve? Stevie? No, it's not. Your man, I know your man. I I know your name. I know your name. You're fucking Colin Gattis. I'm not. Speaking of Colin Gattis, last time you were on, you said you thought he'd stolen a pair of your glasses. Mm-hmm. And then, as some sort of test, you left a pair of glasses here right. to see whether I would return them or not. Uh-huh. No, you automatically sent the picture. Are you returning them? That's good. I'll uh, pass the test. That's all that I stole them off once I'm back. <laughs> You look like, put those back on. You look like a flow rider, tribute act. From Ballamurphy. <laughs> Joyrider. <laughs> Go get that my back. Joyrider. Hanging on the back of your Belmont. From Bonmore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the communion, <laughs> what's it, what's the entertainment? Joyrider's Joy coming. Joyrider's coming on. He's doing a wee bit. I haven't enjoyed it. Um, this mate kneecap. <laughs> we are real rappers. MC kneecap. <laughs> um, no, but kneecap are real. Yeah. The Elgore's like they do yeah. it in Irish. Yeah. They're really good. Do you understand it? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. You fluent? Mm-hmm. Ask me anything. <laughs> Ask me anything. anything? You, you do speak Irish. You do show uh, show in Irish. Yeah. Yeah, I was going. To, uh, you did it, and then I'd already spoke to the fella, and I said, "Look, Paddy's done it. I'll, I'll do it another time." Fella wouldn't even let me do it, Irish. How come? Because I didn't do their type of Irish. Right. They right. do long cash Irish. <laughs> 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 I do Donegal Irish. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I am, I, yeah, be. Oh, I mean, I'm not fluent. I'm, I'm a basic grasp. Like. Very good. Yeah. Say anything to me, and I'll. I don't believe. <laughs> well, let's converse. Jadditch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> You'll knock it back on the BBC now. No. Oh, it's a knock. She and Todd and Charles. <laughs> oh, TG Cara, though. Hey, I think I speak it as well as anybody on TV who speaks it. <laughs> Roddy version, here we <laughs> Nobody can verify if it's <laughs> My Irish teacher said that to my man. He says he's going to get an A and she went, why? And he says... Because I'm not even going to argue with him. It sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a new form. He's going to bring out a book. All, all you need to do is put the odd like English word in or someone's name every five words and oh. you're sweet like you're fluent. Uh, uh, oh. I actually done it. Right? I done the Irish one. Did I tell you about this? No. We done it in the opera house. It went well in front of the Irish people and they cut their lawn and all the wee Irish centres, right? Yeah. So I came back from Edinburgh and somebody had booked, like Alan, somebody from Cookstown had booked the mill. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The mill. And he says, listen, the headliner hasn't turned up or whatever. Will you come down and do five minutes? And I was like, yeah, all right. And went down and done it. And it went really well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, everybody loved you and all, blah, blah, blah. When's the next time you're on? I says, I'm on during Belly Laughs. But I was doing the Irish show during Belly Laughs. I was doing my own show. Mm-hmm. So the Irish show was like a mixture of me plus like an Irish sketches and comedy. Mm-hmm. And I goes out on the stage and I starts doing it. And I had to give earphones, but they only give earphones for the sketches. They weren't translating mine, obviously because it was my own form. And it went from English and the Irish as the, the show progressed. So the people were like at the back and they were like, what's going on? And I was like, what's happening here? Next month, your man Martin O'Muller was Lord Murnell. He was sitting in the seat and starting to shrug himself down. And then all I was going, what's the matter here? Hang on, mate. What the fuck are you saying? And I was going, it's sort of 
hold on, I can't really stop the show to, to do this. You know, yeah. it's it gradually gets in the Irish. What the fuck? We, 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 we don't want to the Irish. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, fucking came in a bus from New Moss. Like, what the fuck's this Irish shit? <laughs> I was going, what do you mean? And they were like, we seen you at the theatre at the Melbourne. You said you had a show during the bell last. Nobody's fucking told us it was this Irish bell. <laughs> and I was like, and the Lord Mayor literally was crunching down on that and there was like all the Irish ones were looking at them and they were looking at them and the next minute there was this whole big and I was like listen this is a show where I gradually start speaking Irish as I go through it's a story about my kids whatever here's me they don't translate it in that because they don't know what I'm going to say it's sort of and they were like but we don't understand I says listen if you don't understand mine just sit tight it's only 20 minutes I says it'll be done over soon I says and then the sketches come on they're fully translated and you'll really enjoy it I forgot the first sketch. Tony Davlin, the actor, comes in with a big pipe in his shoulder and goes, here, I'm only off the rocket launcher and the fucking peelers or something, right? Yeah. So he comes out in a salad cap and does that. Next minute they all go, I'm all fucked. They all get up and they storm out and then they were all demanding their money back in the opera house and I'm out the back going, what's happening here? Yeah. And the guy from the Telegraph came in and went, do you want me to put this review in? He says, because it's amazing. And I says, it's up to you. And he says, I think it's amazing, but... I think you're going to get slaughtered by us and then me right he says I'll give it to you and he gave me the review and I'd never get out but literally I couldn't get out of the opera house that night for about 45 minutes because they were waiting on me they were probably thinking like how strong are these pints at the start of the show when you're speaking English then you know three four pints in you know you, you question how much what the percentage of the alcohol is if you're like is he now speaking a different language I was speaking Irish and all they heard was join the Ra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sinn Féin, Sinn Féin, join the Ra, join the Ra, Sinn Féin. You know, and they just went nuts. And it was mental, it was mental that they had seen me and then came, you know, thought he's yeah. in the opera house, came to the opera house and then yeah. wanted to lynch me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. I mean, would you, did you do more of that? Did you go around? Did I've the... done bits and pieces. I've done it for the... The Irish speakers in East Belfast, but they didn't really. The Irish speakers in East Belfast, or as he's also known, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know for the Evans, and they sort of were like, they didn't really understand it. I don't think they got. It's because you weren't speaking Irish. No, probably not. It was West Belfast. West Belfast, you mean? <laughs> when is the show? The show is you the 20th. Yes, 25th of June in the Lamedate, and Plus. it's out. Tickets out in the morning, 22nd. Sweet. And the link's on. The well, we, we'll, uh, this episode already been out, but we'll put the, yeah, link, yeah, in, yeah, we'll yeah, put yeah. the link in the for, bio. For tickets. And it's just, it's your, you telling stories. It's just me telling stories called On The Tools. And it's just basically for me doing stories from can, built and Sites. Can you confirm who your support act is? Aaron Butler. Yeah, don't let that put you off. <laughs> don't let that put anybody off. I think Aaron's great. I know, so yeah, I'm only joking. I'm literally going to a wedding in Eskilman tonight. Uh, to do stand-up, not as a oh, plus one. Oh, get married. No. No. Um, Paddy, cheers as always. No problem. Mate. Appreciate it. Put the link up in uh, in in the description, and uh, yeah, have a good have a good Christmas.